strangers, welcome to Iroh's Corner, a space to have tea with fascinating strangers in the tradition of Uncle Iroh. My name's Jesse, and I'm a tea fanatic who happens to be the director of marketing operations currently at Live Bar, an organic superfood energy bar company. If you like more background on who the heck is doing interviews on this podcast, feel free to go back to my first episode, and I have a little bit more of an intro there. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Kayla Freitag, the owner and founder of Kayla Joy Creative, or KJC. Kayla's not really a stranger to me at this point. I have known her for about eight years, as she happens to be my sister-in-law. But I have also worked with her in a professional context at Live Bar and have watched her grow her amazing business over the last year. And so I wanted a chance to take a deep dive and get into the details of growing her successful company. Welcome, Kayla. We're excited to have you today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about Kayla Joy Creative and what you do. Yeah, so we are a content creation company specializing in recipe development, food photography, food videos, and SEO copywriting for websites and, you know, blogs. And yeah, it's it's super fun, but we're flexible and customizable for, you know, whatever these small brand food businesses may need. That is so cool. Well, let's talk about how you got started and what it looked like to take something that was maybe more of a hobby into an actual business and what the steps were you took to get started. Yeah. So back in 2018, I moved back to Washington from Orange County, California. And that summer, I just bought my camera on a whim. I didn't have a reason for it. But I just started taking pictures of my food at home. And I was like, oh, maybe maybe I'll try starting like a food blog. And then I did start developing it and discovered that wasn't exactly like what I wanted to do is, you know, be a blogger. And so I was just working my day job and you reached out to me with Live Bar and was just like, hey, you want to, you know, want to create a few recipes and, you know, we'll pay you. And I was like, oh, like, really? You know, and this was back in uh, <laughs> this was back January 2020. So, yeah, like a year ago. And so we did that. And I mean, that was super fun. And then you guys had me do, you know, a couple more projects. And I was like, can this like actually be a thing? Like, could I try to do this with other companies too? you know, be like behind the scenes creating the content. And so when like COVID and everything just started happening and the lockdown started in Washington, I like took the dive in, you know, leaving my day job that was secure and I had no other clients except Live Bar. <laughs> and I put all my energy into just, you know, reaching out to people and like my whole focus was like, okay, let's just try to, you know, get my name out there send cold emails, like all of the above. And eventually, you know, people started biting and yeah. Excellent. Well, I know for us at Live Bar, I initially reached out for just a couple recipes, testing the waters of what it might look like. And I don't think I even understood at the time how powerful of marketing tool it could be for a food brand to show people the versatility of a product. And so it's been fun as you've grown and as we grow to be able to continue to work together. You mentioned quitting your day job, taking the jump into going full time with this business. That's a big jump. 
Uh, what was, was there a moment where you're like, I can do this or a moment of clarity of I'm going to really start this business entity? How did you navigate that transition? Yeah, well, you know, with the lockdown and COVID and everything kind of being so unknown and there was no research or there was no information about, you know, what was going on. And I was kind of concerned because I deal with a lot of health issues. So I was struggling with wanting to go back to, you know, my day job. I was actually on the phone with my dad and he was like, like out of all people to say this, he was like, why not just like, like take the plunge? Like, why not just do it now? And I usually he's like very, you know, on point with like, no, you need to be very secure, like financially and like all of that before you would do something like this. But he was the one that was like, you know, there's kind of no better time except right now because there's nothing to do. So why not put all your energy like into that? I'm sure he probably wouldn't remember this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of like, you know, I was like, okay, like started thinking about it a little bit more. You know, I, we made the decision mutually with the employer I was working with, like, okay, yeah, it's, you know, they needed me and I was like on the fence. And so we were like, okay, I'm, we just did it. And I stepped back and that's kind of how that all came into, to life basically. And so uh, within a couple of weeks, you know, I just applied for my business license and was like, I'm just going to start, you know, making this official from the get. And I think because I just treated it as a business from like the second I quit my day job, like that really helped. That makes sense. You really went forward and jumped right in with both feet. Scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, super big plunge for a person to make. For sure. As you got started, I mean, it's not like there's a perfect roadmap for this. So how did you navigate getting more clients, pricing, setting everything up so that you could grow the business? Yeah, I really wanted to like hone in on, you know, a niche. My passions surround just like cooking with whole food ingredients. And so working with companies who like value that as well was kind of the direction I wanted to go in. And then I also have, you know, a pretty extensive knowledge when it comes to um, specific diet types like paleo, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, and like how to cook with those. I started... You know, I just spent like hours on Instagram DMing companies like, hey, like, you know, I'd love to, you know, there's great things we could do with your recipes to show people or with your product to show how we could use it at home. And I don't, do you know who Gary Vanderchuk is? Do I always his last name incorrectly? But that's one thing that he talks about too, when you're trying to like build a business is to just like DM people on Instagram, which I think a lot of people think might be like, I don't know, unconventional, like we're not professional, you know, cause it's not an email or whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just spent so much time doing that. You know, I, I did some more like pro bono work to begin with just to build up a little bit of a portfolio of like, okay, these are the companies I've worked with. Lots of research. I think we are, you know, present in an amazing time with technology and that everything you need to know is literally on the internet. Yeah. So that was my, <laughs> that was my baby was just the internet, you know, you know, researching everything I had a question for. And I mean, it really helped. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. That self-starter attitude of I'm just going to learn and figure this out myself. Yeah. I mean, everything's out there. So anyone can do it, you know. (laughs) Was there a moment where you got discouraged of maybe you weren't getting responses back to DMs or responses to emails where 
you wondered, you know, is anybody going to respond to me? Of course, those thoughts like go through your mind. But I think, you know, if if you send like, a, you know, 100 like DMs, there's going to be like one person that's going to get back to you like interested, you know, most likely because because of the odds with that. So I think that's just the attitude I kept is like the more people I reach out to, the more people you know, the, or the better chances of like someone getting back, you know, back to me. A lot of those, like I call them cold DMs, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, there's a few of those that, you know, started out with a like pro bono project that have turned into like consistent, you know, paying clients. And so it's worth it, right? Like what is there to lose with just like reaching out to people? And so, yes, those thoughts of like, discouragement kind of like cross your mind because you're like, what am I doing? Like, what have I gotten myself into? (laughs) But overall, I just I think I kept a pretty good attitude about it with, you know, the worst that people can say is no or just not reply. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's it's a numbers game of you reach out to enough people and someone's going to respond. And I think that's a place where I see a lot of people get discouraged of when they get no's and the reality is, is no's are just a part of the process. I had a professor who used to say, uh, go out and get 10 no's today and have that be your goal. Eventually someone will say yes. And I love that you had that attitude from the beginning and knew what it was going to be like and didn't let yourself get discouraged. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to in order to... Like if you want to grow and like make it happen, you know, I'm a big advocate on like mindset and everything. And so it plays a huge role in how you're going to approach like those types of situations as well. Yeah. Awesome. So how did you learn or teach yourself about recipe development, food photography? If someone was looking to get into food photography, take photos of their own food at their company or learn to develop recipes, but they're not ready to hire someone yet. What tips would you have for someone learning how to go down that path? And how did you go down that path yourself? Yeah, well, I mean, since like a young age, I've always been very into cooking and coming up with my own recipes. There was like a solid like three to six month period in high school where all I did was watch like Food Network and nothing else for like hours on end. And so I kind of just would take things that I would learn from, you know, those shows and like try to incorporate it into the kitchen. And so ever since, you know, around that time when I really got into cooking, I just continued, you know, to do it. Like, honestly, before, you know, Live Bar approached me about, hey, you want to try to create recipes with our bar? That wasn't something I had really ever thought of was like using a company's product and like incorporating it into a recipe. And so with that, I just did a lot of research on like, maybe like similar recipes that I had in mind and like, how could we actually do that? And like, how could I you know, make, make it different. And this is a hard question because it it just comes to me very naturally. And so it wasn't necessarily something that I like taught myself how to do. I just discovered, like, I know how to do this. Like I've always been a good cook and, you know, for myself at home, but you know, this is a different like ball game. And I like to 
try to challenge myself too with doing different recipes that, you know, maybe I'm not as comfortable with. Um, like baking isn't honestly my strong suit, but I enjoy doing like baking recipes because I learn each time I do them. Yeah. Which also comes with patience because if one flops, you know, you got to do it again. So, so that's the recipe development side. It's just come to me very naturally. And I have like a very strong passion for food and cooking. And I think it's really cool that we like we're able to use whole food ingredients and create recipes that, you know, are like everyday favorites for a lot of people, but have a ton of like not so great ingredients for you in them. Um, Like last week we made paleo snicker bars and oh my gosh, they are so good. They are so good. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I get really excited when like those kinds of recipes come to life because it's just really cool to me. (laughs) You know, photography side of it. Oh man, I... Same thing. I just have watched a ton of YouTube videos. I'm still learning a lot about photography and how my camera works. And something I recommend to people who are, you know, wanting to start like food photography is, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Foodography School. Mm. A food blogger, I think her handle is Broma Bakery, but she created this like school for food photography and like the before and afters of like the students like work is really phenomenal. And And I'm trying in the midst to go through those courses as well, like myself, just to continue learning Um, because I, you know, I'd like to continue to grow and get better at that craft. And it's pretty phenomenal, the, the information that she has in these courses. And so that is something I would recommend to people is to you know, not be afraid to dive into a course, you know, or like a school like that, or just, you know, spend time on YouTube watching free videos that people put out, you know, it's there, the information is there. Now, you mentioned having a camera at some point. When you got started, was there a bunch of other equipment you bought or did you just start with the camera? Yeah. I mean, when I first bought my camera, I had like nothing. I was just using my like the lens that comes with the camera, which is called a kit lens. You know, when I started to get a little bit more serious about it. I was doing research about, okay, like what are all these different lenses that people can buy for cameras? I had no idea what like a 50 millimeter macro lens was like, what does that do? And what's the purpose for it? Or, you know, but I started learning those things. So as time has gone on, you know, I've purchased a couple different lenses that I use for different like angles, you know, with shots or close-ups. And then I've acquired a lot of props over time, which antique shopping is really fun for props, but Backdrops is another thing I've just kind of acquired over time. When I dove in to do this like full time, I did spend a little bit of money on backdrops because that was going to be necessary to, you know, not only have one, you know, (laughs) for every single shot I was taking. That's definitely something over time. I, I like to say like we're pretty scrappy at KJC because I don't feel like you need like a ton of fancy stuff to make these shots like awesome. Like you really don't need like a ton of fancy equipment, you know, some backdrops, you know, a like bounce board for light in a good window, like, and you, you can make it happen. So yeah, like honestly, I still sometimes like prop my backdrops up against like a plant or like my candles, you know, to like stand up instead of having some like fancy like, you know, stand for it. I just, it works, you know? 
yeah, no, I love the, the scrappy attitude. And I think it's helpful for folks to know that you don't necessarily have to have a ton of fancy equipment to get started doing food photography. You can just start with what you have and then acquire pieces over time. I also love the uh, antiquing for props. That's super fun. Yeah. And you can get some good stuff. That's something else I love about this like photography school is that they actually have a course for like iPhones like how to do photography with your iPhones. And so, you know, I, I think photography is a very intimidating like space for a lot of people, but like a lot of people are also interested in it at the same time. But, you know, with our phones these days, like you can start with just your phone, you know, learn the, the basis, basics of like styling and everything before you buy a camera. And yeah, I mean, there's so many different options. So tell me what it's like to realize that you need some help and that it's time to hire someone. How did you go about that process of hiring that first person? When I was working seven days a week, I was like, all right, <laughs> like I got to I got I need some help, you know, in in spaces that maybe I could find someone who could, you know, do do it better than me. And then I could focus on the things that, you know, are my strong suits, like, you know, that kind of thought process. So um, back in November, I was like, OK, I'm going to try to find some part time help. And then I found someone and she's like she's phenomenal and she's been a great addition to the team. And so you know, we just did some like test projects in the, you know, the, the last end of 2020. And then I hired her full time in January of this year. And that's another thing where you just kind of have to dive in because that's also a scary thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, hire someone full time. And there's a ton of fears that come with that in regards to like, okay, is this going to, are we going to be able to make it work? Like how does it, what does this even look like? You know? And so that's something else I just dove right into. I knew I needed the help and I knew I needed someone in order to continue to grow. And so it's been great so far. I, I really, I don't have any like great advice in regards to hiring someone. I just think sometimes you have to just do it, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think you can end up spending weeks, months of time trying to find that perfect candidate and over vetting anything. But at the end of the day, if you find someone you like, just hire them on and give them a try and see how it goes. Yeah. And for this type of work, it's very specific. So it's kind of hard to, you know, I was a little nervous in finding someone that would fit, fit the role and like be able to know food, but also know how to do like some marketing side projects. And Nicole was one of the first people who applied to the job online, you know, her cover letter was like every, you know, it, it had everything. And I was like, Oh, my heart fluttered, you know, it's like, yeah, you're like yeah. on online dating or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I, I just feel very blessed that I was able to find, you know, her when I found her. And I'm actually, again, trying to find someone else to add to the team right now, too, in the, you know, like photography side of it as well. And so it's it's hard when you're in Puyallup, Washington, <laughs> and you yeah, need yeah. someone who's going to be able to like be on site. Yeah, no good advice there. Just sometimes have to dive in and do it. 
Now, a question I get a lot from people is, as they hire employees, should I run payroll myself, save some money on a payroll service? Should I use a piece of software? Should I hire a firm? So I'm wondering where you landed as far as managing the new hire paperwork, processing payroll, et cetera. I did a lot of research and then discussed, you know, with you a little bit about like tools that, you know, maybe LiveBar uses with, you know, running payroll and I think making it as easy on yourself as you possibly can is like so important when you're really like, you know, running the business side of things as well as doing like the craft. <laughs> and so I, yeah, I use, uh, is it Gusto or Gusto? I'm not I don't sure. know how to say it, <laughs> but it's a payroll service. And it, to me, it's worth all the money because they take care of, you know, everything. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really wise. I mean, Obviously, I may be a little biased because I gave you some advice along these lines. I've seen a lot of people try to, you know, run payroll themselves, save a few dollars. And at the end of the day, unless your background is as an accountant, running payroll is not something that's going to come naturally to you. And so it's going to take the amount of time it's going to take for you to learn that you could be getting more clients, billing more clients. So if you have to pay a fee for that service, you're ultimately going to come out ahead. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah, worth every penny to me. Yeah. So tell us, are there any people that you follow online, social media accounts that you have found to be helpful, inspirational, have ideas for you or? I try to like follow people who, yeah, are going to inspire me with, you know, my craft and everyday life. Two people that I really like and I appreciate them because they give a lot of like free information, which they don't have to do, but they do. The first one is the gal who started that photography school. Her handle is Brahma Bakery. And and her story is kind of similar too. It's like, you know, she started with, oh, like, you know, can I do this? And was able to grow, you know, this amazing a, you know, amazing company doing what she does. And then the other um, handle is called the bite shot. And I really like her because it's a different like style that she teaches. And she does a lot of like tips and tricks for like artificial um, light when like doing photography. And that's something I'm still like trying to teach myself is using artificial light because that would be very beneficial living in Washington when the weather is just so up and down all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, overall, I just try to supplement my feed with like people that like, you know, are going to inspire me. And I love seeing, you know, other like food photographers like thriving. Like, I think it's really cool and there's space for it. So yeah. Great. I'll have to check some of those out and I'll list those in our show notes. Would you be willing to share about a day recently that everything went wrong or was kind of a disaster or, you know, a day that hopefully you can laugh about now? (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) I'm trying to think. There was a bad day a few weeks ago that I would like, it was just one thing after another. I was working on two different clients that one day and literally every single recipe went like wrong. Every single recipe just didn't didn't work out. And obviously I'm not going to submit a recipe that is not good or didn't bake, you know? So I that was like a whole day in the kitchen, like almost wasted. But at the same time, you learn from like, okay, what didn't work and what did work. And those days to me are just exhausting because it's like, okay, now I have this huge mess in the kitchen that didn't even do anything. 
evening, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and th- those days can be really frustrating. And then, you know, we always just have those days where everything is going wrong when it can go wrong and it just happens. And I try to embrace those days instead of getting like super upset about it. That's good. I could definitely see how a day where every recipe you work on doesn't work. And like you said, cleaning up the mess when you don't feel like you got anything out of it, that would be super discouraging. Yeah, it definitely can be. And then, but in hindsight, I'm like, okay, this is why that didn't work. And so I know not to like make those mistakes, you know, mistakes or whatever, use those certain ingredients again. It doesn't, you know, it can be a learning experience too, right? Oh, yes. That's a great perspective. So what's coming up in 2021 for KJC? Exciting developments, growth plans? I have some new clients starting in April, which is really exciting. I am, again, looking to bring on hopefully someone else like full-time or part-time coming up hopefully within the next few months. I guess the other thing would be we're hoping to move into a bigger space when this lease is up. So then I can have like a full blown studio slash office where my home is because right now we're just working out of our 900 square foot house and it is, it is tight. And so those things are really exciting to me and just to, to have a bigger space and like a kitchen that is solely for just, you know, the company instead of like also having all my everyday like ingredients, you know, in the kitchen too, it just space is tight. And so, yeah, just growth there as well is what's coming. And so we're excited. That's all super exciting. I've also seen that you've added video content services. We've already gotten some videos from you that have looked awesome. What was it like to add another service like video when you normally are doing still photography? Well, what's funny is I like didn't want to at first. I was like, no, I don't want like I thought it was going to be a a bigger learning process than it actually was. And sometimes I need to trust like my creativity a lot more than I do. But I just I'm trying to think on who I did the first video for. I can't remember. But you know, they're like, oh, yes, like we love this. And I was like, okay, that actually wasn't that difficult. I own like a Adobe suite for all my like photo editing and stuff. And that comes with Adobe Premiere, which is like the video editing and they have a phone app version. I think it's called Adobe Premiere Rush or something that has been like a game changer for editing videos. And that's something else. I literally just dove in and started Mm -hmm. offering it and continuing to practice. And video is so huge right now, you know, with social media and, you know, with Instagram coming out with, you know, reels and having reels like affects your engagement as well on Instagram and all of the above. And so I knew that that was something that was going to have to, you know, take place. And, I'm excited. I start. I started doing that because it is really fun. It's a lot of work that I think people don't realize. You know, you got to take time to measure out all the ingredients and set up your camera differently, your phone, whatever you do it with. And yeah, but it's fun. And I would recommend just trying it because it's not as hard as it actually like may look. <laughs> look. Yes, which is super encouraging. And I think a lot of what you said today is inspirational in that you've learned a lot of different tools and learned how to do a lot 
of different things just by teaching yourself and trusting your creative instincts. And I think it's easy for people to get stuck on, you know, I wasn't classically trained as a photographer since I was two years old by my prodigy father, but it doesn't mean that you can't learn how to become a photographer now and do really great work. Definitely. And, you know, I, I still struggle with like calling myself a photographer because it just like sounds weird to me. And, you know, I'm, I'm also still learning, you know, I'm able to do it, but I'm still continuing to grow and learn. And I think, yeah, just trusting, you know, yourself. And like, if you're a creative person, like nothing is like 100% like the day you start, like it takes a lot of time to grow. And I was actually just looking back on my Instagram at like older photos of food. And I was like, oh, geez, like I thought that this was like a phenomenal picture, but like it really wasn't, you know, (laughs) just going to add. I also my background is in uh, marketing. And so I think that that has also played a big role in just like maybe having a little bit more knowledge when it comes to, you know, approaching brands or giving them a pitch on like how, you know, this could entice like consumers to like want the product and how recipe development, like it really is a, a marketing tool. It's not just content. It's like, oh, cool. You know, I want, maybe now I want to try these lip bars and use it in, you know, this recipe. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's helped a lot too. Yes. The recipes have been a really powerful marketing tool for us in the energy bar category. Most bars, you don't really expect to be using them in a recipe or to have that versatility. And so for us to be able to share that with consumers, and we've also had the recipes that you've created made into a book and have been able to share that with buyers and just show people that there's other things that they can do with an energy bar. There's also just been this resurgence of people cooking and baking at home. I was reading this morning in the some grocery insights that Americans are making eight out of 10 meals at home right now, which is double that of before the pandemic. So people are really cooking and baking more than they have in a really long time. And it's a great time to share recipes with them. Yeah, no, it's I think it's really cool. And it's kind of fun to just be behind the scenes, you know, like, you know, see it live on sites or being promoted. It's it's fun. And then, you know, Live Bar put together that cookbook. And that was really cool to see, too. For sure. Now, have there been other companies or other people that as you've been building your company, you've been able to collaborate with or team up with and and have as a mentor to help you along the way or mutually help each other along the way? Yeah, there is one girl who she also has her own company specializing in social media management for food brands. And we have, you know, really grown a partnership. You know, she 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 recognizes the benefits of recipe development and food photography and the marketing and social media aspect of it. And so we have worked together on, you know, many projects now and, you know, been able to collaborate in that way. You know, she can recommend my services. I can recommend her services when like I'm able to and, you know, vice versa. And it's just been, that's been a very beneficial, like, uh, you know, partnership as well. And I really value her a lot. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And did this collaboration just sort of happen naturally or how did you essentially kind of form this mutually beneficial partnership? It kind of developed very naturally. I mean, she was running socials for, you know, one of the brands I was working for. And yeah, it just kind of like continued to 
happen and develop. And yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really, really good. Again, like I really value and appreciate her and she's provided a lot of guidance with growing a business because she already had an established business and we connected when I first started. And so like overall, it's just been, it's been great to kind of also have her like as a mentor, if I have any questions and, or pricing questions and Overall, I just highly recommend trying to connect with people who do similar things in the field. And uh, those relationships can like make or break businesses sometimes too. Oh, absolutely. And hopefully that those relationships just develop naturally and a person finds someone like that just throughout the course of business. But even if you don't, it's worth reaching out to other people doing things like what you're doing to be able to have a mentor or someone to be able to ask questions to, or that you can collaborate with, or who knows what other mutually beneficial partnerships might come out of the future. It's, it's super important. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. And, you know, it's just general questions too, with growing a business, you know, you, you've also been like a huge help with it. And I just really appreciate having people like on my team, you know, on my side who I'm able to come to, even if it's like a silly question, but like, I'm like have anxiety or I'm concerned about it when it regards my business. It's, yeah. it's nice to have, you know, people like, like you and her to just go to and be like, is this normal? Like, should I, you know, do this? And it's like, no, you're good. You know? Yeah. It's great. And I love having those conversations with people. I think it's great that you're willing to reach out and ask those questions. I've had so many people either tell me that they're embarrassed to ask me a question or later tell me that they would have asked me, but they didn't you know, have the courage to because they thought they should have known something or should have been able to figure it out themselves. And the reality is I think most of us want to support each other and see other people succeed. And so I don't think we mind answering simple questions for other people or helping them along the way. We end up all helping each other and it's it's good for everyone. Yeah. And I think I think it's a strength to like, you know, acknowledge that you don't know everything, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like no one does. And that also kind of goes hand in hand with like hiring people like the whole, I feel like the whole point of like hiring someone is not only, you know, for help with the business, but like to give them the responsibilities of things they might be better at than you. Yeah, for sure. Something else I love to ask people, I'm a little bit of a, not just a little bit, a lot of bit of a organizational nerd. I love keeping everything organized either via software tools or what have you. So I'm curious if you have anything that you love to help you stay organized. So I don't use anything with technology, but I have a big like whiteboard calendar and man, I update that bad boy like every week, like, (laughs) but it keeps me really organized. And and I like that, like feeling of handwriting my like cal like my months out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I also bought you know, Nicole one. And so she does the same thing because she's kind of the same way in regards to, you know, just old school, like old school planners, you know, but that has really helped me plan out my weeks and see like, okay, this is what has to be done this day. If you don't do it, you're going to be working on the weekend, you know, like actually having that visual and it sits right by me all day, every day. So all I have to do is just look over at it. If I have a question for like time or something. And that has been something that has been a game changer for me. And it's, it's so simple, you know, I love it. Old school, affordable, 
and effective. Is there a part of your process that's like just your favorite? I think of like on the internet, there's the like oddly satisfying pictures kind of thing. I think of that, like just something in your process that when you get it done or when it happens, you're just like, oh, this is just the best feeling. And I just love when that happens. Oh man. I think when you like take a bite of something that is like exceeded your expectations for the recipe of like, what's like so good. I don't know if that's like odd, but it just, uh, it's so, it's so satisfying. Like, yes, this recipe is like mm-hmm. on point and, you know, I'm so excited to share it with the company. And we did brownies with frosting a couple weeks ago and they were like, so good. I was like, I'm pretty sure I like melted to the floor, like dramatically, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. But I think that's probably what I enjoy the most that and when like lighting is just on point for the day as well. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And you know that these photos are going to turn out like good. And then you get into the editing software and you're just like, yes, yes. Because (laughs) there are some days where lighting isn't the best and maybe I'm not as like happy with the photos as I would like to be. But again, that's something to continue to learn is manipulating, you know, the light those days when it's not the greatest. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. yeah, I would say those, those few things are satisfying. I love that. Well, where can people find you, follow you, check out your work or, or contact you if they want to learn more? Yeah. Well, my Instagram handle is Kayla Joy Creative. And then my website is uh, www.kjoyc.com. And right now that's kind of just a portfolio site, but it has contact information. You know, I have a letter on there, just kind of how I got started, what the company does. And, you know, there's, it's pretty generic because I work on a very like custom like basis with companies. I value being able to provide content to like small businesses that, you know, maybe their budget's a little tighter, but like we can make it work by doing like a certain type of recipe or, you know, a certain amount of recipes and just like being able to make it work on both ends. That's something that I really like pride myself in because there are a lot of like content creators who just have, you know, set prices and they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is it or it's not it. And I, I don't fully believe in that. I love that you're willing to work with people and you've definitely worked with us with Live Bar being on a startup budget of being able to go back and forth and tell you what we have pictured and you helping us determine what's within our budget and still be able to at the day end of the day have a great project. Yeah, I mean, and this type of work is totally, totally customizable. You know, if if someone comes to me and they're like, we want four recipes a month, but like four food recipes is, is out of our budget a little bit. It's like, okay, what if we do two food recipes and two cocktail recipes or two, or two drink recipes, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's totally doable. And I think just having an open mind and like wanting to actually like h- help these businesses and having that like space in your heart, I guess for mm-hmm. it, it's, I think it's really important. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is something that we're trying as far as kind of a fun way to close out an episode called Keep, Stop, Start. It's something that we used to do at Adidas more from an efficiency meeting standpoint, but I thought we'd try it from more of a fun perspective of something that you would like to keep from the last week, stop from the last week and start doing in the new week. I'll go first with my keep, which is that I would love if it were in my control to keep the sunshine and I was able to spend some time 
working uh, outside at our picnic table with my laptop and my headphones uh, on Zoom calls and soaking up the sun like a cat. And man, it was it was just glorious. And I love that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so nice. Uh, I think my keep is that we had just like a very good like energy this past week, like at work. And like we were very, you know, productive and like moving, you know, well together because sometimes it can, you know, not clash, but like, you know, when two people are working in the kitchen at the same time or like using the same ingredients, you know, it can get like really busy and like crowded. And so Mm -hmm. I think just keeping that, you know, I don't know, we were vibing. I don't don't know how to like explain it, you know, and you know, maybe a part of that too was on Monday. I just was not feeling it for work. Like I was like, I really don't want to, I really just don't have the energy today. So we kind of took a chill day and like, you know, ran a few errands together. You know, we picked up pizza and just uh, sometimes you need those days. And so I think that kind of set this tone for the week as well. That's awesome. I love that you were actually able to change the energy for the better. Yeah, exactly. All right. So stop. You'd think I would have thought about this in advance, but somehow I am not quite thinking of anything yet. I can start. Perfect. Go for it. Well, I guess I'll prelude it a little bit. You know, when you are just like super bored and you've been laying on the couch for far too long and you are like blindly like scrolling on Instagram and you're not even Mm -hmm. like looking at anything and then you kind of get anxiety from it and you just continue even like you continue to open up your phone and do it anyway mm-hmm. and it's like, like, like doom scrolling. scrolling yes yes I have caught myself doing that like far too much <laughs> like this past week and so that's something I definitely want to stop and like maybe try to it, well it just doesn't feel good it like makes me anxious for some reason like what am I doing you know on my phone like all this time not even looking at anything but mm-hmm. um you know maybe try to find something else to pick up you know instead of my phone during those times like a book maybe yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah it's tough i think we all struggle a little bit with with the doom scrolling for sure well i guess my stop is uh, related to being new to podcasting in that the whole time that we're recording here that my voice is echoing into my earbud and that it's slowly driving me crazy so i'm going to need to figure out how to make that stop by the next time that I record. <laughs> so good. All right. So do you have a start already? I do. My boyfriend, Jaren, and I this week, we've decided to every Friday, we're going to wake up at like 6am and walk a mile to our local coffee shop and have coffee together just to kind of, you know, end the week on a good note. And plus, that's like exercise and it's the weather's mm-hmm. getting better. And so that's something... I am wanting to start and hopefully will be weekly. Nice. That's awesome. I love that. My start is that this week I want to actually really start using this app that I found and added to my computer called Stretchly where like every 30 minutes or so it reminds me to take a 30 second break and either like adjust my legs or refocus on something else. It's really made me realize that I don't really take enough breaks and that, man, 30 minutes passes really quickly when you're counting breaks. Sure. (laughs) That's so important, too, is, um, you know, when people are just sitting at desks all day, you know, I don't think it crosses a lot of people's mind to get up and move 
mm-hmm. but it's so important for your body. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The app has been great. It was free, easy to use. It kind of takes over your screen so that you can't do anything else during your, your little break. And the problem is, is that I kept turning it off because I was like, I don't want to take breaks right now. So my goal this next week is to actually listen to the app and not turn it off and take the breaks. That's so funny. That's like, I have a a reminder at noon every day to like, go take my supplements. And like, I don't do it at that time ever, you know? (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you on here today, Kayla. I'm so glad you were able to join. I definitely recommend to everyone that you at least go and follow Kayla's Instagram. It's a super fun account. You, I will warn you, you will definitely be hungry because everything looks delicious, but super fun. Definitely give her a follow. And thanks again, Kayla, so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And this was fun. Thanks for joining us today, strangers. You can check out the show notes to see links to the accounts that Kayla referenced. Also for our tea drinking listeners, the tea consumed on today's episode was Dragon Fruit Desire by Plum Deluxe, a green rooibos with dragon fruit, apple pieces, mango, hibiscus. Yum. Super delicious. We're not sponsored by anyone, so the teas softwares accounts recommended are all just on our own and things that we want to share with you if you have any questions about today's episode you can reach out to us on any of our social media accounts or at hello at iroscorner.com see you next time strangers